Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high-interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing cheaper booze, buy now, pay never, and what housing market crash. right man this is our friday flight where we've come across some different stories and we're going to discuss the different ones that we think are going to impact your finances the most these are the important stories that you should be paying attention to not all of those other ones out there that don't really that's that, right they don't matter we to cull you. we cull the information so that you don't have to wade through a bunch of forbes articles <laughs> and <laughs> uh and, and so we yeah, yeah we're constantly scouring is, the web for the interesting stuff that week yeah and we actually do have a forbes story uh <laughs> during this episode yeah, i'm not saying they don't put out good stuff i'm just saying a lot of times they do put out bad stuff there's a lot of crap in there too <laughs> business insider lots of crap there too but there a is a lot of them have uh their fair share <laughs> right. of, of crap so we're just trying to get the good stuff the highlights um what you need to know this week when it comes to what's happening in the financial did, sphere did you, did you see the uh, okay so there is an article actually in the washington post that was pointing out like they were trying to encourage folks to like reconsider their uh, amazon prime memberships which is funny because the post is owned by <laughs> <Jeff> bezos <laughs> exactly so this is did he this, fire someone this after was that? kind of like a toss-up it's like is this actually 
actually a good story or are they going to try to talk you into <laughs> uh, maintaining your Amazon Prime membership, which has gone up in price over the, the past several years? Yeah, for, for some reason, the answer to everyone on that quiz was you should keep your Prime membership. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I did appreciate. So we I, I guess we actually will link to this particular story, but it was a quiz and you could go through there, answer some different questions. And they kind of made some of these recommendations, I guess, which I was a little suspect on how they're <laughs> how they're going to approach that. But I did like the fact that they kind of listed out the prices of the competition, yeah. essentially. And so it was a nice apples to apples comparison with some of the specific services that you get with Amazon Prime. So yeah. they narrowed it down to, say, streaming. OK, here yeah. is where else you could get streaming. They narrowed it down to uh, shipping times. These are some of the other options out there as well. Yeah. I appreciated that. Well, And I think, you know, Amazon Prime is now this this like Swiss Army knife of services. And so it's harder to decipher well, how much am I using it? And is it actually worth the $139 annual fee? And so taking this quiz, I think, can be helpful. Um, in, in in reassessing maybe whether or not it's worth it. And by the way, Prime Day is coming up next week. I guess it's a, a two-day affair now. But it's one of those things where you, you should be cautious <laughs> going into Prime Day. If you are particularly susceptible to Amazon's marketing and sales, you might find yourself spending money you don't have or you didn't intend to spend. And so, yeah, it might make sense to take this quiz, you know, reassess whether you're even getting enough value out of Prime, and then definitely uh, maybe uh, stay off the computer uh, on Prime Day <laughs> unless there's something you actually know you're hoping is on sale, uh, that you, something that you're planning to spend money on instead of just kind of reacting to sure. something that's cheap. Yeah, totally. And honestly, I do think it's a good thing. And we are going to link to this story because if there is anything out there that causes you to question your spending, I'm all for that. Because I feel like their secret weapon is the fact uh, they are counting on people to not question that's their right. spending, right? Like that is the whole, <laughs> that's the whole business model behind subscriptions. You sign up once, you pay that fee and make it, easy. it just keeps happening every single time. And you've got that inertia that keeps you from basically jumping off the wagon. Mm -hmm. So because of that, it doesn't feel like this underhanded way that they're trying to get you to um, yeah, subscribe to, to Amazon Prime yeah. and, and spend more money with them. But it is good to rethink that uh, you know, because you, you might find that your shopping habits have changed or that you're not streaming the free music. You're not you're not streaming the free the free movies and, and television. You're just not using it like you used to or maybe you never did. And, and there are other services now that have popped up that rival Amazon Prime in a lot That's of those true. areas that are cheaper. So, hey, actually, I got a quick frugal versus cheap for you. So this is our first like full week here in the office and which means that I've been bringing my luncheon uh -huh. which I did not used to do because I used to walk upstairs heat up my leftovers and then walk back down after I ate lunch right at the old place and so I've been bringing snacks in in little Ziploc bags what are your thoughts on uh, reusing Ziploc bags depends on what you put in it well, so what, what if it's... <laughs> Some things you can reuse them, but like... Like nuts, carrots, yeah, veggies, yeah, yeah. Totally. All, all of that kind of totally. thing. I realized it because I, I wrote like veggies on there and I'm like, oh, well, I'll just use this for veggies in the future. Bag. No, you, you totally, don't feel like that that's cheap? No, I'm a reuser of Ziploc bags. Nice. Uh, for sure. I'm not going to wash them. And off-brand Aldi, uh, Aldi like Ziploc bags. Oh, as long as it just zips a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like you who's putting soup in a Ziploc bag? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy and, people. And holding it upside down. No. Uh, nobody does that. Not doing that. All right. Sorry. I know you can do it based on the commercials, but a little, uh, never tried it at home. Frugal versus cheap, I just thought all right, well, let's move on, Matt. Let's let's keep talking about uh, the stories we found interesting this week. And the first one is about the lottery because there is a new mobile app that allows you to play the lottery on your smartphone, and it's called Jack Pocket. 
which which is, I, I got to admit is a clever name for a lottery app on it's your phone. It's kind of a weird name if you think about it. Jackpot. It's like pickpocket, <laughs> but but like jackpot in your pocket. Uh, sure. yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And and here's the premise, right? They, they instead of going to your local gas station to get your Mega Millions ticket, they want you to be able to snag one while you're just kind of sitting on your couch. And that sounds nice and easy. What, what could go wrong with that? Convenience uh, <laughs> in its highest form. But we are, of course, not big fans of this. And that is because you're more likely to be struck dead from a falling airplane. True fact. Um, <laughs> than, than, than you are to win a Powerball drawing. I think it's actually a falling airplane part, right? Like, so, right. Uh, so something falls off well, an airplane for the sky. Is, I mean, you have the least likely chance of winning that. Like, literally, yes. you have a better chance of becoming president uh, than winning the Powerball. So you're saying there's a chance, right? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but th- so, yeah, that's a real fact. It's almost impossible to win. Not going to happen, right? And so anything that reduces the friction involved uh, with buying lottery tickets, that means that more folks are likely to play. Exactly. The lottery, of course, is just a giant waste of money. We don't want you to play. So yeah, if you see an ad or you hear a friend talking about how playing the lottery so much easier now, we suggest walking away. You can still be friends with that person, but you don't have to take their advice and download that app. So I don't know what, uh, when we talked about winning the lottery uh, six months ago, Matt, a year ago, we talked about how 70% of lotto winners end up filing for bankruptcy anyway. So maybe winning the lottery is just more trouble than it's worth. And so avoid the app, avoid playing the lottery. What's interesting too is that in this article they were talking about the the family history of the guy that founded this app. Uh And they're trying to like, essentially glamorize like this family history of them always being fans of the lottery and playing the lottery and gambling essentially and basically it's a family addiction how sweet seriously (laughs) like at the it was pretty sad by the end of it because he was talking about one of like his family members who's literally in the hospital he's got tubes in his nose and he's sending somebody else to go get a ticket so that he can enter in his numbers that's not adorable it's it's just sad no like it it really is addiction but yeah what could go wrong when you combine the addictive nature of our smartphones (laughs) with something that is inherently also addicting like gambling two of the most addictive (laughs) things (laughs) we would not recommend this uh and actually speaking of lotteries a recent survey from debt hammer first time we've featured them before but i like the name of them yeah uh they revealed that far too many folks have borrowed money to buy cryptocurrency. Uh, More than 35% of folks surveyed have used a credit card to buy crypto, uh, many doing so without being able to pay their bill in full. And one in five respondents admitted to taking out a loan in order to buy more crypto. And uh, I think roughly the same number of folks had a hard time paying the bills back because they invested too much of their money within the crypto space. Um, So, you know, here's the deal. Never take out a loan to invest in cryptocurrencies. Yeah. When you, you do that, you are paying someone else uh, a guaranteed interest rate in order to take a speculative position. Hopefully you're thinking you're going to earn more, but the chances of that actually happening are pretty slim. You are straight up gambling. Yeah. We would recommend that you only invest money that you actually have on hand. I don't know which one is worse, playing the lottery on your smartphone or borrowing money to invest in cryptocurrency. They're both like um, level sure, red. Fire away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To lose all of your money. Money. Exactly. They're, they're both DEFCON uh, 5, and you should avoid both for sure. And man, I got to think, just taking out a personal loan to invest in crypto is such a bad idea. But more young folks in particular have done things like that. And it's uh, as your crypto investments go down and you're still paying on that loan, that's a that's a crappy place to be in. Uh, let's, let's talk about buy now, pay later for a second, Matt, or buy now, pay never. Uh, because <laughs> if you've been listening for a while, you've people probably know that our feelings on these companies are somewhat mixed, right? Um, at first, we kind of hated them. We only had negative things to say. But then some of these companies started reporting to the credit bureaus. And we talked about how smart consumers 
consumers can actually use them to build up their credit score without paying any extra fees or interest. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of actual utility now other than it just being this tool that's parting you with your money. Exactly. Exactly. And so that is a nice feature and it's still something that we're cool with is is if you use them if if you use them well, um, you can use them as a tool that benefits you financially, but that still doesn't mean we like them. And uh, CNN Business just ran an article detailing our number one concern with these products, that they're getting people to purchase more stuff that they can't actually afford, even when those payments are broken out into multiple installments over a few months because they're buying more and more stuff and they have more and more monthly payments and then they can't afford the payments. And so yeah, people are starting to use these buy now, pay later products to cover even smaller purchases, Matt, like a cup of coffee or paying for groceries. And I think that's really disconcerting to me because you know, I, I don't know buy now pay later to me is is still more bad than good and it, i feel like it's leading leading folks towards higher levels of consumer debt which is largely from the purchase of items that are mostly wants they're not needs that's true yeah folks are using klarna afterpay affirm uh, to stretch out their payments to make discretionary purchases feel a bit more affordable uh, but the ability to pay over time it is causing folks to buy a lot more stuff which is a major problem where you just follow into that cycle of not really looking ahead and you're just looking at what you want in the here and now. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really con- disconcerting that they're using buy now, pay later for these smaller everyday purchases. Just because you don't have to pay for that item in full doesn't mean that you don't pay the full price eventually. Yeah. And uh, more folks are paying late and they're you know defaulting on these loan products. And and so we don't believe that buy now, pay later is the devil necessarily. Like foosball uh, and Bobby Boucher. <laughs> but it is a problem. Uh, and it's a problem for a lot of folks where it allows them to buy things that they clearly can't currently afford, um, where they're stacking up monthly payments that are adversely affecting their, their finances. So we'd prefer for, for most folks to stay away completely. Uh, and if if you do opt to use buy now pay later we would recommend that you approach those platforms very cautiously in, in the same way that we would advise folks to approach credit cards it's yeah. okay if you use them use them wisely and be very careful yeah and credit cards do have some downsides right we, we talk about that but they also they have more perks too than buy now pay later when it comes to purchase protection when it comes to rewards the, the credit cards there's more of an upside for it, sure exactly yeah. and so that because there's less of an upside with buy now pay later and more of a behavior behavioral downside. That's why we're so iffy on them or, or actually really cautioning most people to, to stay away. Yeah, we definitely like them less than credit cards. Yes. Yeah. So uh, speaking of credit cards, Matt, uh, there was a, a white paper released about credit cards. It was published just a few weeks ago, and it, it revealed what you and I already know to be true, that some people benefit a lot from credit cards and other people are actually um, bearing the cost, bearing the brunt of that positive benefit that folks like you and I receive because uh, how do money listeners who use credit cards effectively, they're getting pretty slick rewards along the way. Folks who don't pay their credit card bill on time, however, they're racking up fees and interest. And so how much money is going from folks who don't handle their credit cards well to the folks who do use them in a savvy manner? $15.5 billion a year. It's a lot of rewards. That is that is a lot of money going to pay people who you know use their credit cards well. And one of the most fascinating parts of you know, this white paper, what 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 they found was that it's not always low income Americans who are paying the bill. I think most of the time that's how we talk about it. But it, it, it is true to some extent. But it's actually folks who make good money who are often losing at the credit card game. The, the study specifically found, and I quote, that while sophisticated high income consumers benefit the most, naive high income consumers 
pay the most. Hmm. So it's people who who think <laughs> they're using the system to their advantage, but they actually haven't really calculated the cost or they forget to pay their bill on time sometimes and they rack up interest and penalties. They want to think they're a smart consumer, a savvy credit card user, but in reality, those naive folks are the ones who are subsidizing savvy credit card users the most. That's right. Yeah, this study proves once again that credit cards are a tool, like we were saying earlier. You can use them like a champ or you can use them uh, you can use them poorly. Uh, but the thing is, if you use them wisely, you will reap meaningful rewards. It's just how the system works and we want you to play by the rules that are in existence. You you need to know the rules, play by the rules, and you will get different things like sign-up bonuses. You'll get two uh, percent or more cash back on your uh, on your everyday purchases using rewards well can earn you free flights they can earn you uh, free hotel stays some folks out there are making thousands of dollars in tax-free income every year via these credit card rewards but you have to know yourself and if you want to enjoy some of the uh, the 35 billion that the banks are showering on credit card users every year it's crucial to be uh, sophisticated with your usage and not just uh, one of those high income consumers where you're spending all of your money and Joel, it makes me think about the buy now pay later again I think the biggest problem with them is the fact that they aren't running credit checks on folks, right? Like the whole premise is that, oh, uh, you just sign up here and we will basically give you an interest-free loan. And essentially, it feels like they're targeting folks who don't necessarily know the rules of the game, right? Like like we're talking about the different bonuses and the rewards. When you are aware of how the system works, then you are informed. And I think the problem is, is that these buy now, pay later programs they like there's there's a different bar to entry right mm -hmm. like because before you have a, a credit score and that keeps you it's it acts as guidance it keeps you out of trouble but when you remove that bouncer from the door essentially like oh everybody has access and i think that is the problem like it makes me think of like okay so alcohol you, you got to be 21 years old to drink right what if uh, they created some sort of beverage out there that didn't contain alcohol, but it had all of the same negative effects, but you didn't have to be 21, but you removed that barrier to entry. If that were to happen, I'm sure we would see a lot of people, a lot of uh, folks who are under the age of 21 making a lot of poor decisions yeah. uh, just because it's not called alcohol doesn't mean it doesn't have some similar effects. So I think in a similar way, I w like I would not be surprised if like these buy now, pay later companies at some point might have to change how it is that they loan to their their customers where they are forced to take credit score into account. Yeah, I, I could see regulators at some point jumping in on the BNPL space because there are people using it willy-nilly and getting themselves into major financial trouble. And I'm not saying that there is no personal responsibility necessary, but uh, we want we want folks to be aware of the downsides of these yeah. of these loans. And it sounds nice. And if you use them perfectly, right? You you're right. Yeah, you can avoid interest. You can pay off your things over time. You can use this arbitrage to your advantage, but most people aren't. Most people are using these loans to be able to consume more. They're, yeah. they're, they're ending up in, in financial distress because of it. And I think these things are mostly a menace. Yeah. And I mean, so going back to the personal responsibility, I do think it lies with the individual. Sure. It's just that the barriers, the guidance, the guardrails have been removed, right? When you had the credit scores keeping you from getting certain credit cards before, those were the guardrails. Those were the lines on the road that helped you to see where you were. But when you remove those completely, oh, you can drive wherever you want <laughs> on the road. There are no guardrails. Uh, and so I still think oftentimes it's not just the police officer they're keeping you from speeding. It's you as an individual 
piloting your own car and deciding, oh, okay, yeah, I want to make sure I stay on the road because I know that that's in my own best interest. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our two cents on buy now, <laughs> pay later and credit card rewards. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the future holds for these companies. There's more scrutiny, at least more articles being written about the downsides. And hopefully, hopefully uh, these warnings actually help people avoid getting into big trouble. But uh, Matt, we've got more to get to, including our ludicrous headline of the week about I don't know. Is the housing market going to crash or not? We'll, we'll talk about that right after this break. You probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you to get there? Well, there are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. What about that dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, your health and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash wise friend. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs 
and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, we are back from the break. We've got a few other stories we're going to get to, including our ludicrous headline of the week. And uh, this week's article comes from Newsweek, and it reads, Housing market crash could see values of homes plummet in 11 states. And uh, a friend of ours, he's a mortgage lender. We saw him post this article. So oddly enough, the first quote in this story is actually from an economist um, in this very same article. And it reflects what we've been saying throughout this whole process. And it kind of honestly, it it totally destroys the headline that they, they chose for this article, that there will be this housing crash. And the quote, it comes from economist Mark Zandi. And he says that, I don't think we're going to see a crash for a number of reasons. And he then goes on to spell all of the reasons out. Basically, the fact that vacancy is low, uh, the fact that underwriters are doing a really good job uh, allowing good candidates through, approving them for mortgages, but not folks who have poor credit scores. Uh, He's pointing out the fact that supply of housing is weak. The amount of cash that Americans have have on hand is really strong, which means that not only can they take that money and put it towards down payments, but even if they're was a recession, folks would still be able to afford their mortgages. There are just a lot of factors out there that leads us, uh, as well as many others, to think that a crash might be a bit far-fetched. But, you know, Newsweek, they're still out there using that terminology in its headline <laughs> to drive the clicks. And that's just kind of how the media game works these days. Yeah, kind of a circus. You got to drive the clicks. And, yep. and this one was definitely, it was fascinating to see that the first quote contradicted the headline. The, <laughs> the very story that they're trying yeah. to push. And we're not saying that, that there might not be some sort of small correction in the housing market, but the term crash gets thrown around. But and you're expecting something cor- 2008 to, uh, levels. Right. And that is small, highly, cor- highly correct. Is a much more nuanced and level-headed term, right? Exactly. Than crash. Nobody talks like that in <laughs> internet headlines, though, Matt. So we can't we can't expect that much of Newsweek, I guess. Although I would hope they would do a better job in this article. And well, you know, while the housing market, it's pretty difficult to predict, especially with the Fed doing what they're doing with interest rates and how that's impacting mortgage rates. These these headlines, though, are just kind of unnecessary. They're overkill, and I think they're unnecessarily freaking people out. Uh, th- there was another article, though, Matt. Mm-hmm. Speaking of housing, uh, and this one comes from. A across the pond in the UK, uh, the Daily Mail suggests that 40 or even 50-year mortgages could be coming soon for, for residents over there. And, I, you know, I... I th- you want to live in the exact same place, or I should say the, the same flat for, <laughs> for the rest of your life. Right. Well, the thing is, most people who get a 30-year mortgage, they don't stay in that house for 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they stay in it for 7, 8, 9, 10 years, and they still... And, or, and they don't even necessarily keep that same mortgage for the entire time they're in the house. Um, but the the thing with a, a longer mortgage term is that you can lower your payments, even though you're increasing your interest rate. 
And I don't think that's a good thing either. I feel like we're, we're coming down on a lot of things today. But um, yeah, your payment would be smaller. But here's the thing, you would pay significantly more interest over the life of the loan. And so, I don't know, I think, let's say you only owned your home for four or five years, and then you sold, but you had some sort of 40 or 50 year mortgage. Uh, you'd be having to bring money to the closing table when you sell because so so little of your monthly payment would be going to pay down principal. So really, the, the best way to chill out housing prices, it's not just to put people in debt for longer periods of time. It's to change zoning laws and incentivize the building of more single-family, multifamily homes. That's going to help create more housing affordability, uh, not longer mortgage terms. That's right. It's like the same thing we talk about car loans. Car loans getting longer and longer. Right. Longer car loans, sure, they make it cheaper. It's not the solution. But they don't fix the problem. Exactly. All right, let's talk about uh, groceries for a second because Kroger reports that basket sizes are down. And by basket sizes, I mean the orders that people <laughs> uh, are checking out with. Folks are buying fewer items at checkout as prices are on the rise. That means folks are being a little bit more cognizant of how much they're spending on every trip. Uh, folks are trying to stretch their money a little bit further. We're seeing that store brands are also trending up in a big way. And this all makes a ton of sense because store brands can save you a ton over the name brand items that are out there. Uh, and they've gotten way better actually in recent years, uh, according to taste tests. If you're wondering, uh, Wegmans, Trader Joe's, they both rank as two of the supermarkets with the best store brand options. But it's obviously not a great thing that prices at the grocery store are rising as quickly as we're seeing them. Uh, but these are the kind of trade-offs that you, you can and you, you should be making in order to preserve some of your purchasing power. Uh, folks are rethinking their shopping habits right now, and I, I think that's a good thing. I think a silver lining here, too, is, is that I think folks are going to be able to be a little less wasteful, right? Like, they might be thinking... Do I really need like that second bag of chips yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or do I need that additional pound of meat? And hopefully that means folks are not only being less wasteful, but they're also saving some money as well. Yeah. Well, it's amazing too. Yeah. You talked about trading down to store brands, how much that can save you. In some cases, it can save you 50% right off the price of store brand versus name brand. And it makes me think the other day I was going to the grocery store. My wife makes Rice Krispie Treats with Golden Grahams. Oh, yeah, she does. But the off-brand ones, right, yeah. uh, are, are uh, <laughs> so much cheaper. And and she's she says, if the store brand or if the name brand's on sale, they are better. They make uh, them taste better. Yeah. So tell me how much the box is. And it was, <laughs> yeah, I remember it was $6 for a box of Golden Grahams. So I was oh like, this, my gosh. this is going to make these Rice Krispie Treats prohibitively <laughs> expensive. We're not doing it. Cereal. I feel like just in general, cereal can oftentimes kind of be a ripoff. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> as so. opposed to just like a couple of eggs. Like think about the nutrition you get out of a couple of eggs and what that costs you yep. as opposed to a bowl of cereal. And some, you might you might find that a couple of, of you know name brands hold up better than the store brand equivalent. Um, but that's what's great at a place like Aldi. You can always return something with their double guarantee, right? Price <laughs> uh, is nice. Yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm. yeah, you can take that back if you hate it. But yeah, similarly, Matt, new, new sales data shows that, that more folks are trading down to drink cheaper booze too. They're not just trading down for store brands, but they're trading down their whiskey, uh, buying buying the cheap stuff. So I think that makes sense, right? It, it was easier to buy the high-end stuff after you got a giant stimmy check in your savings account and you're That's like, right. where am I going to blow this? I guess on on nice uh, booze, you know, nice alcohol. I remember doing a story, I mean, two years ago about this time of year and just talking about the massive amounts of money people were spending on yep. like the super premium liquor and wine exactly it was blowing up for real and and now that's that's starting to shift back down right mm -hmm. uh, because those savings are starting to dwindle a little bit prices are rising nearly everywhere we look and and so 
people are trading down. Uh, craft beer is obviously our craft beer equivalent. <laughs> so you're not going <laughs> to find us necessarily trading down to drink PBR uh, very frequently. Uh, we'd probably rather, most of the time, Matt, uh, drink fewer beers than to, to trade down to drink cheaper ones, right? We're about, yeah, quality over quantity but, every day of the week. Yeah, but if like liquor, if beer or whatever is not your craft beer equivalent, if you would rather uh, send your money towards other parts of your budget that are more important, we just recommend for you to maybe drink less uh, as a result of rising prices and, and trading yeah. down be less wasteful yeah well, i mean same thing with like just like with the groceries like this is i want this i'm glad that this is here because it's causing folks to kind of rethink everything yeah. essentially right like i want folks to question what they're spending their money on uh, like everything should be on the, the chopping block even craft beer for us it's like okay how much do we actually care about craft beer <laughs> and we we really like it so we're going to yeah. continue to buy quality craft beer but it shouldn't be this foregone conclusion that uh that you are always going to buy something yeah. like it's going to cause us to rethink it and we'll think about it for a little bit and be like okay yes or no well you know we might change our minds well i talked about how i I don't know this was maybe like six months or a year ago i talked about how there was that one new brewery in georgia mortalis i think is what they were called and it was like 36 dollars for a four pack oh they're up in like new york i thought are they Uh, well well, we we just started getting them here in georgia right right right. started distributing and i was like yeah that's that's too much like not interested at that price point and so even even we have our limits when it comes to paying money for craft beer uh and so yeah we still like craft beer but yeah we might we can find ways to pair back on that spending too there's no brewery in Georgia that would charge that much. It's got to be some New York or California yeah, brewery. Right. <laughs> That's got so much more overhead. But actually, so speaking of California, it turns out LA, they actually might become one of the first major cities to ban new gas stations. I think it was uh, Petaluma also in California that banned the building of new gas stations a year or two ago. Yeah, the home of Lagunitas. That's right. Yeah. Speaking of California and beer, (laughs) uh, but with electric vehicles on the rise, it makes sense that building new gas stations, that's not a smart investment and that it, you know, it could lead to costly cleanup in the future. Uh, It's a tough one, though, because, you know, the transition from fossil fuels to renewable green energy, it's its taking time. It's not going to happen overnight. And if you try to eliminate the usage of oil and gas before solar and wind are, are ready for, for prime time, essentially, like I think we're going to see price spikes. We might see uh, more hardships for consumers uh, in the near term. It's just interesting that you like like what. I mean, we're not like policy experts by any stretch, but I think it makes so much more sense to incentivize maybe the behaviors that you want to see more of, as opposed to putting a hard stop, putting the kibosh on something that you want to discourage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess California is going to, LA is going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. LA is going to be LA. LA is going to be LA. And so um, in, in, in a lot of ways, that's good. In some ways, it might be an over-disciplinary approach uh, when, yeah. when maybe a, a, a softer touch is, it would exactly. work better. <laughs> yeah, it feels too hard. It feels like there are softer avenues and strategies that can be taken. Yes. But uh, what's great is that they can try it out and we'll see how it goes. And then the rest of the country, state by state, city by city, can decide what they want to do. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and I hope that some of these gas stations are going to start... Uh, being more inventive when it comes to installing uh, electrical chargers, you know, we're seeing them at the grocery stores, we're seeing mm-hmm. them at all sorts of uh, places where you might go, where you might go shop, and and I hope gas stations are going to kind of get in on this too because it is the future and I would like to see fewer gas stations and more EV chargers um, and I'd just like to see more EVs on the road. But here's the thing, gas prices um, obviously have been a major topic of concern in the recent months as they've been skyrocketing, but 
don't look now gas prices are actually falling and you know the, we just talked about with a couple of weeks ago matt how to kind of curb some of your gas station spending but and at that time we were talked about how experts were predicting six dollar a gallon gas mm-hmm. but it looks like we might be avoiding that because thank goodness yeah i know right <laughs> uh, that was kind of freaking me out but for us hitting that 100 dollars for a fill-up threshold was was painful yeah i mean for a lot and a lot of folks were even more than that sure i, I could not imagine climbing north of that 100 dollars mark that uh, i don't ever want to get there <laughs> but, uh, but crude oil prices they've gone down significantly as recession expectations have been rising and then you know prices at the pump have actually gone down now for 21 straight days uh, for more than three weeks in a row and and that's just a welcome relief for basically all of us. Um, and, and hopefully that's going to do something to stem the tide of inflation too, because um, we, we're actually going to talk more about a potential recession, what it looks like uh, to make the most of an economic downturn next Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, on that episode. Yeah. And so, yeah, if the American economy does slow significantly, we want you to be able to not just survive, but thrive. And there are ways that you can not just batten down the hatches, but that you can um, actually prosper in uh, if if we do enter more difficult economic era you yeah, know we want you to get ahead not just weather the storm yeah exactly um, but that's going to be it for this Friday flight you can find the different stories and resources we have mentioned during this episode up on our website at howtomoney.com but we hope you have a great weekend we will see you back here on Monday we've got a fresh set a fresh batch of listener questions lined up for you so Joel until next time best friends out best friends out Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.